Hey everyone, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And welcome back to The Breakdown. Good to see you today, my friend. Yes, it is. It's great to be seen. (laughs) So here we are on Thanksgiving Eve. Tomorrow is the big day. You got any big plans going on? Um, I'll probably come do the 5K. Okay, that was my next thing. Yep, 5K tomorrow. Bags of Hope 5K. Yes. And then uh, I have a few invitations. So because my family's out in Kentucky visiting my sister. Okay. Um, So I have a few invitations around here that I'll... Go pop in on some Thanksgiving meals. Wow. Okay, so you get you get to choose. You got a, you got a few invitations, huh? It's like well, I, I may go there. I have one for the morning, then one for the afternoon. Oh, great. Okay. So. I wasn't sure if they were just out there and you just no, like. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I'm going to ask you. You're doing the 5K tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to walk or run? Do you have you decided? Do you, will you push yourself? Like I will run. You will run. I will run. You're just that kind of guy. We're just going to get through this. That's good. Yes. What is a 5K? Can you just help it's, me? Um, Some Five kilometers so equals kilometers, what? I forget exactly how much it is in miles. Put you on the it's, spot. It's a little Sorry. over three miles. Like okay. Like 3.2 yeah. or, or 3. Point, 3 point something and change. Like yeah. Very, very short. Yeah. Math wasn't my strong suit, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know why we have to call these things, you know, Ks. Well, and 5K a- just sounds... You know, so much bigger than then three point five miles, miles and some you know, change, right? So <laughs> every time I see these things, I'm like three point. You, you ever see the people back yeah. of people's cars three point two, seven yep. point? I'm like, yep. I, don't, I don't know what that is. Just, just tell me what we're talking about here. Yeah. So, all right, so five so, k really tomorrow. Fun. It's gonna Doable be great for anyone. You can walk it or run it, do a mix of both, whatever. That's what's great. Yeah. Did you order any pies? Did you get any pies? No, I did not. Okay, no. I didn't either. I have tried some pies in the past, and so. Much thanks to the to the plants. In fact, you and I were just talking coming in to uh, Kelsey and just hearing about the family story with these 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 uh, pies. Man, it's amazing. It's really cool. It's a really cool story. So, all right. So it's hard to believe that we are just a day or less than a day away from Thanksgiving, and that means as Pastor Zach was sharing with us on Sunday. That means coming up in December, December the fourth and the eleventh, we have Share Financial here to talk a little bit about um, how we're going to be funding this project for the mall. So make sure that you are here for those dates. And as Pastor Zach shared on Sunday, um, you know, maybe you didn't hear this, maybe you didn't know this, but mm-hmm. we moved to a fivefold representation for our leadership team earlier mm-hmm. this year. And so yeah. what does that mean? Well, Ephesians 4, for when he ascended on high, he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Actually, says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and yes. gave gifts to men, yes. among which were some yes. apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, Pastor Zach and Ashley prayed over the last year and put together what they saw as the fivefold. So we'll have an opportunity to see those giftings represented. Right, right, right. I think it's really important to emphasize that the phrase fivefold ministry is not found in Scripture. Great point. Some people will say, oh, that's a false doctrine because it's not found in Scripture. No, this is what we have gleaned from yeah. scripture we, we we derive this from scripture and practice from ephesians 4 right because christ has gifted each of us differently absolutely the, when we walk in the spirit we develop the fruits of the spirit but then we also have those good works that god prepared for each of us to walk in That's according it. to our gifting according to the grace that we have received from jesus that's so good you sound like a teacher <laughs> you sound like a teacher. That's good, Luke. That's awesome. Right on. Great point, by the way, because again, we're gleaning 
the scripture is clear that Jesus, when he ascended, gave these gifts. He deposited them to us. And again, another thing that comes is there's a concern of, oh, well, these are just the professionals. And that needs to be kicked out as well. Okay, These roles, these giftings are not just professionals. If you keep reading in Ephesians 4, it is for these giftings and roles are for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And we all come to that unity of faith. So understanding, like you said, that grace and that gifting we've all been given, maybe not everyone is going to satisfy one of those roles, but there is a grace given to us to operate in the gifting. Amen, amen. And me coming to that understanding it just magnified the grace of God so much more. Yeah. Right? Because we know that we're saved by by God's grace and mercy, right? So his mercy, we, we're let off from the punishment of going to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then grace is we don't have we don't have to do the work. Jesus did the work on the cross for us. Um, and so we're saved by his grace. We get we get heaven, we get a life with him now, but that grace is also so um individualized when it comes to the gifting. It sure is. And I find that so amazing and special and very, very motivating that it's not only has has Christ saved me from hell and, and wiped away my sins and given me a hope of heaven with him, but he has looked at me and said, and because I made mm. you in this special way, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a special gift that you can then share with others in the way that I've designed you. That's it. That's it. And when you're reading the scripture, Paul is very clear to say that these gifts have been given by the same spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's the same spirit and then Lord and God working in all. And you can read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 14. You can read all about that. But you have these giftings for the benefit of all. Yes. You have been and yes. I have been. Amen. We all have been Amen. given a right. gift mm-hmm. from the Holy Spirit. And that is for the benefit of all. Right. So, you know, getting into this, what we would call the fivefold, I just want to say there are some things to dispel here. Like, I'm so glad you brought yes, that up. Yes. And one of the things that I thought as a young minister and just tracking towards this, you know, oh, someday I'm going to be a lead pastor and all these different things. We, we built up this hierarchy in our mind. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, finding myself, and of course, I can let the cat out of the bag, because Zach already did on Sunday and said, hey, right. Kurt's going to come and represent the teaching, teaching wing. Amen. Okay, and praise God that that's been identified in me, and yes. I've been able to, to represent that. I have never been more satisfied in my role than in fulfilling what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing to me, because whatever your gifting is, if you find it fits within the fivefold, praise God. If you find that it's not in the fivefold, but it's another gift that the Holy Spirit has given, when you do it and you do it unto the mm-hmm. Lord and you use it for the benefit of all, you will never be more satisfied right. than occupying that role. It's right. fulfilling. Amen. And I will Amen. say this, no matter what we've been granted mm-hmm. and given, it takes mutual submission. Right. Right. Well, because we have to submit to each other That's and, it. and how uh, God's grace flows through each other according to according to their gifting. Right. Mm-hmm. So and, and in that passage, what's the purpose is for the building up of the of the body. Yes. Right. So that means so even though I am not, um, you know, primarily like I am more I am more teacher. I yeah. am. I, I've recognized that gifting within me and others have as well. Yes. Um, so I'm not primarily a, a pastor or, or what we call a shepherd, right? 
But that doesn't mean that 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 doesn't let me off the hook yep. from not learning how to shepherd and disciple people, That's good. right? That's so good. then I go to a shepherd and I learn from a shepherd because mm. they have received that shepherding grace. And so I get trained from them and I'm equipped with the grace that they have received for shepherding. So good. So yeah, it flow it comes naturally to them. Yes. But because I've learned from them and and am under them, then I can then re- absorb that. And through the through the Holy Spirit, it, it becomes part of my my spiritual DNA as well, and I can in turn go out and operate in that. So good, it's so good. And one of the things I love that you're hitting on right now, if we talk about kind of dispelling some misnomers and beliefs, it's that concept that, especially in the area of the evangelist, we tend to think, oh, that person is the evangelist, mm-hmm. and so they do the evangelism. No, right. the evangelist should be able to reproduce how to be an evangelist Amen. for Amen. the saints. Yes, We yes. should all know how to evangelize. Mm-hmm. And Paul writes to Timothy, he says, fulfill your ministry and do the work of an evangelist. Right. Well, because the great the great commission yes. does not have a little asterisk next to it no. that says this is only for the evangelists. Yeah. No, it's, it's go into all the world and preach the gospel. That was given to all of all, all of, of them. Yes. All of us. That's so good. So this is going to be great. I, I have to say, I'm looking forward to this. And again, we're going to hear from Share Financial. So December 4th, December 11th, again, coming up. Lots to look forward to here at the church. And uh, hard to believe, I just want to say real quick, School of the Spirit winding down this semester. If you are thinking about enrolling, please get online, check out the website, register today, because we start classes again on January the 2nd. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be great. And we're finally going to get you to teach in the spring. I'm so excited. So I'm looking forward yes. to that, too. Very excited. It's going to be a great time. So here, let's take a step back and to enter Sunday and to be there. You know, you and I had an opportunity to lead worship together and I was on the guitar and you were out in front and I, I'm bringing this up because a couple of weeks ago we were talking about what mm-hmm. it's like to be there. And I, I really firmly believed on Sunday, I was bringing a, I could sense it. I was bringing a sacrifice mm. of praise, Yes, you know? And I think that's really important to say mm-hmm. that sometimes, like everybody, not ev- not all of us always yeah. feel like coming in and we're going to jump because we feel it today and we're going to worship because we no. feel it today. No. I could strongly sense that sacrifice of praise on Sunday. And that almost gave me another zeal. It gave right. me like this boost. Right. Oh, and it, it tied right in <laughs> to the word that, that, that DJ shared. Yes. Is what are we bringing to God? Yes. What are we bringing to him? Not just... What, are, what, are, what am I taking what am I from getting? him? Yeah. Like, what am I getting out of this? No, it's yeah. what, am I, what am I bringing? Mm. And it's so important to think right. about it that way. And I loved his analogy coming mm-hmm. up on Thanksgiving. You know, regardless of the relationship, you don't typically just show up at a home right. without bringing something to offer right. or offering something Amen. to bring. You know? Amen. Amen. And I think sometimes we can get stuck or worried behind this language of bringing because mm-hmm. like, oh, are you now teaching works? Are, are we trying to earn our our favor with God? No, it's mm. not. It's it's always out of love. That's it. In the same way that if you were invited, if you're invited to Thanksgiving dinner, yeah, um, you have been granted a seat at the table. It's good. You technically don't have to bring anything. That's good. Right? But out of love, <laughs> you will. Yes, that's so good. And Paul says it too. We're compelled by love. Mm-hmm. Love is what compels us to go and preach right. and to share this good news. So, yeah, it's really good. I just I wanted to bring that up because um, we've talked about this before mm-hmm. and how important it is to, you know, not just think, hey, everybody just feels it all the time and it's no. right. And no. I think that ties into not just what DJ was sharing as that word he brought forth, but even Pastor Zach bringing us to this word on maturity. Right. 
and how important 100%. it is that our faith. 100%. And again, I would say our faith should be maturing. I would say this is this has been another one of those consistent themes this year. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of consistent themes, and I would believe in this in this apostolic church mm-hmm. where the Lord is leading very prophetically, we're getting this word and it's been, hey, it's time to enter the King's Academy. It's time yes. to grow. Oh, yeah. It's yep. time to yep. follow the shepherd. It's time mm-hmm. to sit down and be put down at the quiet waters. It's time to really step into adding to your faith some maturity and moral excellence. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I, I was When I was thinking about the message, I was remembering um, that other... Uh, message several weeks back from Second Peter. Yeah, that's I what I. That's all I yeah, was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the pre, it was prescription for fruitfulness. Yes, or, I think that was the title. Um, that ties in so well. It does with with this week. Yes, and and that's again that's where my mind went. My mind actually went to the whole course of the year and thinking through how God has led the Holy Spirit has mm-hmm. led Zach to bring yeah. this consistent oh, yeah. word. Yep. And and again, he's not setting up to to map this out for an entire year, but being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, this is how the Lord is leading us. Amen. And I Amen. love that we're coming back to and of course a little tongue in cheek joke that it's a Christmas message just the week of Thanksgiving, but I love it. It's mm-hmm. perfect. And here we are, you know, so many great things coming out of this passage, but Luke chapter 2 and uh, so much that we could learn from here, but I just want to just quickly and you usually do this, but I'm going to do it right now. So Luke chapter two and verse 41, his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. You know, one of the things that we, that was jumping out to me as Pastor Zach was teaching, and of course he brought it to the family unit like he always does, but it just reminded me that there are certain things that we have to keep instilling. We got to keep those traditions. We got to keep bringing our kids to church. We have to keep on keeping on to the things that we know are good. Mm -hmm because God is going to do something in them. And this is something unique and special that happens here, just like when Jesus comes out of the wilderness, you know, later on in Luke chapter four, he comes out of the wilderness, he goes to the synagogue as was his custom. Mm-hmm. So Jesus grew up going to church. Right. So sometimes I know it's a struggle, parents, right, to get the kids out of bed. And the older they get, the more mm-hmm. challenging it is. And I just want to say too, if I could kind of squeak this out there, Hey, Luke, were were you given an option as a teenager as to whether or not you were going to go? Nope, not no. at all. No, we not weren't. Nope, we weren't. It was part of how <laughs> we we were raised. Yeah, my house, my rules, mm-hmm. yeah. and I I really am challenged by that as my children are now getting older and we have you know, one teenager and soon to be a second, it's like, I'm going to really make sure this is not an option, right? right. You know, and even if there's, you, even if you're just not getting everything, you stick around long enough, mm-hmm. God, you're going to encounter the Lord here. Well, it, at the very least, it says this is important. That's it. This is important. Yep. It's And it's, it's how we govern our lives. So I just love that, that his parents went every year. And so when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem. And again, just kind of jumping on that place of the 12, Pastor Zach brought up in the service that we are just approaching our 12th year mm-hmm. as a church. And so it ought to be that there is some maturity yes. that we're stepping into. Mm-hmm. And I would say looking back, I haven't been here that long, but looking back, uh, you can see how a lot of times, you know, a move will be stirred and led by the spirit. Mm. It has to be grounded. Mm. It has to have some maturity that comes along with it. So, Amen. Amen. So kind of leaning into a few things here. What about this idea of the young Jesus, right? When, when we get saved and we get born again, 
we just kind of bring Jesus everywhere we go. We may still be doing some of the same things, some good practices, but it may be some things that are still questionable. But we're just, we're, you know, he's just coming with us. But there is a maturity that takes place where, where the Spirit of God inside of us starts to speak up and say, no, 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 it's time yes. for some adjustment here. Yes, yes, because, again, what is God's end game with us? Yeah, It's to bring us into relationship with himself and then that we, in turn, will reach others for him. That's it. Right? That's it. So, yeah, we get saved and Jesus comes into our life. Um, but we are not called to live in sin anymore, mm. right? Jesus, so many times he would say, go sin no more. You know, the woman caught in adultery, he shows love on her. And uh, he, you know, he convicts the crowd that, you know, of, of, of their sin as well. But he turns to her and says, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Mm. So that process of go and sin no more is exactly that. It's a process. Yeah, it sure right? is. It sure but is. But we're called to that yes. so that we can walk in this maturity so mm-hmm. that we can be better vessels so that God can use us mm-hmm. for bigger things in his kingdom. We don't start out doing the big things. Yeah. We start out, it starts out small. It's so true. And, and you know, sometimes we can look at this place of maturity and be like, oh, you know, I... I don't really like the way this fits. Like I, I thought I was in control, right? For freedom's sake, he set me free. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought I thought I get to make some decisions here. And again, some of the words resounding in my head on Sunday have been where I've been living. It's that place. I brought it up several times here, but I bring it up in class as well. It's that place of bond servanthood. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting how Paul would refer to himself as a bond servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Paul clearly understood that while he was set free. He chose to enslave himself to the master, which means, Jesus, I go where you tell me to go. Mm -hmm. Jesus, I say the things you tell me to say, even if it doesn't feel right all the time. Right, right. I just, when you were saying, um, for freedom's sake, that Christ set us free, I just got this picture of of, of a balance beam, right? And what our freedom is, is we are now, we're now walking on this balance beam. Yes. In a gym. Mm-hmm. Right, a gymnastics gym. If we didn't have, so the freedom is, I can fall down and I can get back up. Mm-hmm. Without freedom, meaning I have to earn my salvation. Yeah. If I fall, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. So the freedom of yeah. our salvation is, you're gonna make mistakes, mm-hmm. and Jesus has already factored in our mistakes for sure. Right. For sure. But. You're now free to grow, learn from your mistakes, and and come back and try again. Yeah. And that's what he's calling us to. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah, you, you're you going to fall off the balance beam today. Yep. But then six months from now, watch, you can get all, you might be able to get all the way across. You might be able to do a flip. Yeah. You know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. That's, that's a great analogy because we have to really, but we have to stay with it. Right. We have to keep walking it out. And, uh, you know, again, a lot going through my mind on Sunday as I'm thinking and contemplating. And I've read some great things over the years from some often awesome authors talking about maturing the faith and growing in the faith. And, you know, you've said it before. We can look at it and almost be like, oh, I, I guess this means like I, I'm doing more works or I'm trying it this way. No, it just means that. As you're following and you're getting attentive to the Holy Spirit, you're listening to his voice. Right, because you're being changed by him. Yes. And we're coming to him Mm -hmm. to be changed. Yeah. Right? I love what what Pastor Zach said. He said, an immature faith Mm. will move in the same direction as you. 
and it, an immature believer will move away from the very thing that that saved them, right? Mm-hmm. So the question is, does my faith serve me or do I serve my faith? Oh, man. That's a mic drop right there. Just leaving that moment of silence. That's a mic mm-hmm. drop. That's an excellent question for us all to ask. You know, mm-hmm. part of the reason we have this show, the breakdown, is to kind of bring up those questions and say, wait a minute, am I living in accordance with what, how I'm being directed by faith, or am I making my faith serve me? Am I making the Lord a slave to me, or am I really becoming a servant to what he's directing Right. and how he's leading? Right. Am I just carrying Jesus around me as my good luck charm mm. so that I can just go out and I'm, I'm covered, yep. you know, I'm covered and I can go out and do whatever I want, or am I coming to Jesus and saying, okay, full surrender you do with me what you want to do. And yeah. You show me the places that have to change and where I need to go. Yeah. That's it. And hey, listen, this is also a great thing. We can think very introspective, but this is also great as you're discipling people because mm-hmm. you know as well as I do, when you first come to the Lord and there's a radical transformation and a radical salvation, everything is just so clear. Seems like you're hearing the voice of God like every single moment. Yeah. And then there's some maturity. And this just think about it like this. Pastor Jack did a great job of, of making the analogy of up until this 12th year, they brought Jesus with them all the time. Nothing spectacular happened. Right. He was just an 11-year-old or a 5-year-old, whatever mm-hmm. it was. They just knew they were carrying, okay, he's obviously the Savior of the world. Something's going to happen at some point. Right. Well, with that being born again on the inside, you may have made it through some different seasons of your life. But the Lord is now calling us to a place of maturity, and we have to begin to respond with, okay, I will listen. I will follow. And that is what we can also teach younger believers in the faith Yes, who say, hey, at the very beginning, I, I heard God's voice all the time and I, now I'm not sure. Right, right. And then also on the on the flip side of that is when when God starts to unearth things in us yeah. that need to go, go. Sometimes I think we can fall into thinking, oh, man, I don't. I must not have God in my life. Like, why, why, good. why am I thinking these things? Like, why, 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 why do I have these, these problems or, or these, just, just this stuff that keeps coming up? And it's like, why am I noticing these struggles? Why yeah. do these struggles seem harder? And it's like, well, they seem harder because that's where the Holy Spirit's working. It is. And the Holy Spirit is going to do some work on that with you. That's good. He, he doesn't want to. God doesn't want to leave you with with your struggles. He doesn't yeah. want your struggles to lie dormant. Yep. He wants to get rid of them. And if we can think about it like that, Luke, just as we progress in grade levels and we get more information, everything is building upon that first fundamental information we received in kindergarten and mm-hmm. first grade and third grade. We couldn't get the bigger conceptual things until we mm-hmm. had the foundation. So it would make sense that newer things are being unearthed by the Holy Spirit inside of us, right. and we have to submit to his process. Mm-hmm. I do want to highlight a few different things here. Just the the unawareness of, of Jesus's parents, you know, <laughs> Zach was kind of highlighting and, and really making an excellent point here yeah. as he brought up that keynote yeah. speaker who was really compromising and violating some basics. And he didn't get into it, but how many times are we really seeing this? And, right. you know, in, in leading the school of the spirit, one of the big things that we're big, one, one of the big things we focus on is your gift. Scripture says that your gift will make room for you and bring you before great people. Well, I'm a firm believer that your gift will take you where only your character can keep you. Mm-hmm. And so God will refine your character behind the closed doors mm-hmm. so that when you're out there, yeah. 
you're going to be able to withstand against those challenges because every one of us is faced with compromise almost every single day. Right, right. And, you know, what you're saying, refining your character behind closed doors, those closed, those closed doors don't just involve just you and God. No. That involves you and your fellow believers that yes. you're walking yep. in community with, right? Yes, yes. So, again, we need each other for this process. We really do. You know, and you can see that there's this moment where Jesus is 12 and now he's coming out and sharing all these things. But the parents are kind of like taken aback, like we just didn't expect it, you know? Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that today and, you know, because the angel comes to Mary. Yeah. And she understands this is the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Mary and Joseph understand this baby is special. He is the Messiah. Now, no one had ever raised the Messiah before, so they didn't have a... There's no rubric, yeah. right? There's no Messiah manual, <laughs> yeah, right? No, so it's kind of like seeing this happen. And yeah, for the first twelve years, Jesus was a son of covenant. That's good, right? And he was under his parents. Yep. And he grew, and I'm sure he was a very special child. Yeah. Because he's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this thing happens where he, because you know, they've they've made this trip before. Yeah. And I'm sure he spent time, you know, playing with the other kids that were traveling back from Jerusalem. So they're they're, they're used to that, yeah, right? Yeah. But then they're realizing, okay, two days later, and he hasn't come to see us. Like that's 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 long. It's definitely. So they go back, and then he has this encounter with his mother because they they're like, where were you? You know, and they were they were genuinely concerned. And Jesus just respectfully replies, "Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house?" Yeah. Right. So there's this transition. Yeah to a son of commandment mm-hmm. and now he is learning and engaging and teaching and there was a lesson there for his parents you know and they're like wow they they saw that shift cuz yeah. it says Mary kept all these things and treasured them in her heart it's so good it's so good and i and i think about myself i'm sitting there you know, having had one child already move past 12 and another one approaching 12, and I keep thinking, okay, there is something really critical to this time period where our children are taking and making the faith their own. And if you were in that Hebrew mm-hmm. Jewish culture, Pastor Zach talked about it, for that season up until 12, you would be a son of covenant mm-hmm. and you're moving into this place now, right. a son of commandment. You're learning, hey, this is what it means to actually follow this way. We're going to teach you how to fast in preparation right. for these meals and these right. gatherings and these festivals. Mm-hmm. And it again, there's so there's so much imagery kind of going on here. I'm, I'm I'm taking a lot personally because what's happening is the point that's being communicated to us is first this is the faith that's growing inside of you. Yes, the Jesus within yeah. you. Yes, and yes. so there is going to be that point in time where he says, "No, it's time to start listening. It's time to start yielding. It's time to start getting into that place where you're following, you're leaning in, you're reading your word, you're moving into right. that purpose that you've been destined for." Right, right. Because we come to these realizations, just like Mary and Joseph came to this realization, and there's a shift. Yeah. And we have these moments in our journey with the Lord where we sense a shift. Yeah. We sense, okay, the Lord is doing something here. The question is, do I resist mm-hmm. and insist on my own way? Because that's how I've been. Yep. Or do I submit to the process and then treasure this moment in my heart, mm-hmm. just like Mary did? And, so good. And grow into another place of maturity. So good. And that really is the goal. That's what's required. 
That's the desire. And, um, you know, again, just thinking about this is first personal as we're receiving it, but it is also for the people that we're leading. So whether it's children in your household or maybe young believers, how important it is to help each one see, okay, you've been following along now. You've been coming to church. This has been a custom for quite a while. How are you growing in your right. faith? How is the Spirit of God growing inside mm-hmm. of you? Are there some mm-hmm. things He's pointing out to you? Mm-hmm. And I know at School of the Spirit, we're constantly pointing students back to the Holy Spirit. Listen, you know, this project is going to require that you hear from the Lord who you're supposed to write to, yes. what you're supposed Amen. to share, right. how it's supposed to happen. Right, right. And I, I loved how applicable the idea of being um, a son or a daughter of covenant and also a son or, son or daughter of commandment is to us as believers today. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we first come to Jesus, we come under covenant, but we are called to also be sons and daughters of commandment. That's Jesus it. says, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. That's it. Right. So it's, it. that, that is reaffirmed. Mm-hmm. And how do we do that? It's by it's by reading his word. Yeah. We grow in the word. Because, you know, God will reveal stuff to us, but God isn't going to reveal anything to you that isn't also backed up by his word. That's it. Because if it's not in his word, then it did not come from him. Mm-hmm. But you're only going to know that if you know his word. That's it. Right? That's it. And I, Zach's, Zach said, he's like, we were not meant to spend our lives on three or four verses of the word of, of, the word of God. No. You know, it does not, it does not uh, end with John 3.16. Yeah. <laughs> It's so important. Again, kind of coming back to if we're really looking at maturing, and I love that this message is coming at what would almost be the close of the year. We're getting really close to the tail end of this year. We're about to embark on a new year, 2023. Really good to kind of be introspective and say, okay, did I, was I really attentive to the Lord's leading this year? Did I stay in my word? Mm-hmm. And and just to be encouraged, you know, not to be condemned, but to be encouraged to say, hey, let me get back to those basics. Let right. me get back to spending time with the Lord in prayer and in the word every single morning and in the evening. Your word I have hidden in my heart mm-hmm. that I might not sin against you. Right. The whole point is to have a connection with God, and he's going to do that through his spirit and through his word. Right, right. And I, I love, loved, loved, loved uh, that point about destiny yeah, and our destiny uh, that pastors I've brought out, you know, that's, this, that's really the crux of this whole thing is which destiny mm. is being lived out. Is yeah. it my destiny or his destiny? <sighs> I know. Right. And Zach said, the only destiny we have is the destiny of Christ within us. Mm-hmm. And that's completely opposite of what the world is telling us. Oh yeah. The world's about, no, you go out and live your truth. You. Yep. Your truth, whatever whatever fits with you, you go out and do that. Oh, you're feeling this? Go do that. Yeah. That's obviously what what you want and what you need to do mm-hmm. to to be true to yourself. Yeah. But that's that is not. Nope. That is not biblical. Yeah. And that's that's not that's not reality. No. We will never be satisfied until the destiny of Christ within us is fulfilled. That's so good. Uh, in in Colossians one twenty seven. Yeah. We read to whom God will to make known. What is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, Yes, the hope of glory? That's it. And then going on, it says, we proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man complete in Christ. And that's that's the point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that goes back to what we talked about at the beginning with the giftings. So good. It's Jesus revealed in me. 
first healing me of my sins, mm-hmm. healing me of my hurts, mm-hmm. but then in turn being reflected out from me in the way that he has gifted me, doing what he has called me to do and going where he wants me to go. So good. And again, you said it. You and I and everyone will never be more satisfied than when we're fulfilling that mm. destiny Amen. that Christ has deposited for us. And it's within us. And so that is the secret place to get into that quiet space and hear from the Lord and know, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm in my father's house. I'm about my father's business. It's satisfying. It's fulfilling. It doesn't mean it's without challenge. It's full of challenges. No, no. But, but that's the thing is even unbelievers have challenges. That's it. Everyone has challenges. Yeah. So do you want to go through them um, in your own strength? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go through them with Jesus just as a icon or a token that yeah, you're keeping with you as a good along. luck charm? Yeah. Or do you want to go through them knowing that, oh, I'm in the center of God's will right now? Yeah. So if there's a storm, Jesus is in my boat and he's going to take care of That's that. That's it. That's it. That's where we want to be. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, hopefully you have, were encouraged by this message and encouraged through this discussion today. But really get along with God as, as we're you know, approaching this, this weekend where it gets very, very busy. And just see how the Lord is directing you. Why don't we close out in prayer here? Amen. So, Father, we thank you for this time together that you have provided us. Thank you for this word as we look at maturing and growing in our faith and being led by the Spirit, by the Word of Christ, rather than just our will, our desire, and our destiny. We want you to live out your destiny in us and through us. Help us to be obedient and submissive to your call in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, folks, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And that's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week.